Welcome to The Dig on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Featuring Nebraska Volleyball Assistant Coach Jalen Reyes. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into another episode of The Dig. I'm Jessica Cootie, and we welcome back Jalen Reyes. Wait, that was a fun one last night. It was. Thanks for having me. Um, well, what was your big takeaways? Coach was saying after the game, wasn't necessarily the prettiest volleyball that you guys played, but you found a way to win and sweep at that. I think uh, definitely wasn't the prettiest match for us. Um, but when you play these teams, Minnesota's, the Ohio State's, the Texas, Florida's, Stanford's, it's not always pretty. It's just can you find ways to win those, those tight sets, and we did that three times last night. Um, I thought we grinded it out defensively for sure. Um, I felt like the, f- the last three or four matches, we've been kind of outscoring teams. Um, but I thought last night we did a really, really good job defensively on some of the key things we talked about doing against Minnesota, who's a really gifted offensive team. And um, yeah, happy we were able to win a couple sets last night. It was a, a kind of a game of runs, right? A match of runs. And a couple of those were coming with three different uh, people at the service line. I think Harper, Merritt, and Laney. What was it about those rotations that you guys are able to, to rip off those runs? Because I don't think that was the first time either that you guys have put runs together with those guys on the service line. Well, I think the biggest thing, and shout out to Coach and Kelly, they've really been working the last week and a half or so. We've really made like an emphasis on serving it tougher. And don't get me wrong, we always work on serving. But the last you know, 10 days, we've really, really, really made an emphasis on serving it, serving it more aggressive and serving tougher and being more consistent. And those three players for sure, I thought did a really good job of really serving a lot of tough serves into the court and making the other team side out. Cause we're pretty good defensively. Um, but can we get them off the net a little bit? So it's not as easy for them to side out. And I thought, uh, Merritt and Harper and Laney, uh, I thought a lot of them did, but I think those three for sure, especially at the end of sets, went back then, hit some really difficult serves and made it um, a little bit harder on Minnesota to set up. The TV broadcasters were talking about how, you know, you guys had gone up 2-0 on, on several teams and, and didn't close the door and you're able to sweep us. Is that a conversation you even have or you just know sometimes teams might get a set here or there, especially the good teams? Is it ever concerning, I guess, that when you go up 2-0 that you're not closing the door, I guess, quote-unquote, is, is what they were saying about, you know, going up 2-0 or whatever? For sure. I think, one... That's a, that's a good problem to have, I guess, if you, that means you're getting up 2-0, uh-huh. right? Um, I, so I would start there. I think second of all is the level of coaching, especially in the last five or six matches we've played, the coaches on the other side are also really good, along with their teams, right? So they're going to make some adjustments. Um, when you go up 2-0 in volleyball, there's a, hey, well, there's a tendency of, hey, what we're doing what we're doing is working. So let's not change too much, but you also have to understand the other team is going to come out and probably do something that may be a little bit different, serve it harder, maybe set these players a little less, and maybe set this one or two players a little more. Um, you know, and that, you know, but that's all guesswork to a degree. And then the game happens. And then, um, especially if you talk about, hey, who's going to get set more or less, that's also just dependent on how they pass the ball and the capabilities of the setter, right? So a little bit of it is just you can overcompensate you can we you know as a coaches we can make maybe not not enough adjustments because we're up to zero or maybe there's sometimes we make too many adjustments um i know the girls uh the huskers have really really f- like focused in on when we're up 2-0 um you know they have a, a 
maybe a conversation between themselves in terms of, hey, let's come out and making sure we're, we don't lose any focus. Um, I don't think last night, um, I'm going to speak on last night specifically. I don't think last night it was a lack of focus. I thought Minnesota came out and played really well early in that third set. They served it really well um, in a couple of rotations where they gave us some problems. Um, they did, they made a, I think they made a few adjustments in terms of their offense that we kind of were ready for, but we didn't fully put the plan into motion. So they had some success early. And then, I mean, at the end of the day too, they have really, really good volleyball players that, you know, the reason they're really good is because, hey, they, you know, they make some mistakes and they're going to be able to kind of recover too quickly. So I, I thought last night, I don't think both coaching, I think both coaching staffs would say they didn't play their best matches, whether, you know, us or Minnesota. Um, I'm just happy we were able to kind of grind out some points at the end because it was kind of a, you know, we we're down a little bit. We kind of crawled back. It was neck and neck. And then I think we made a little run there when it was, I think it was 21 all and we scored a couple of points in a row. So um, happy we were able to kind of grind up some points defensively for sure. One of the things I wanted to get into with you today is the defense part of it. When you were brought onto this staff, what was that conversation like? Because, I mean, you were already defensive minded. You were coming from the men's game. But what was that conversation like with Coach Cook? And, and hey, we want to be the best defensive team in the country. Yeah, I, during the job interview, that was kind of the role um, was you'd work with middles and you would be kind of our block and defensive person. Um, uh, my background coming from BYU as a player and as a coach on the men's side, um, kind of prided ourselves in block and defense. So um, I'm not going to say it was a seamless transition because I don't think it ever is. Um, but I, I felt really comfortable or I, I guess I convinced coach I was really comfortable in terms of doing it. And when I got here, I think there was different things I had to learn um, uh, coming from coaching men's volleyball to women's volleyball. Um, women's volleyball there's more tactics that are involved and you can really affect the game even as a coach um literally putting this player in this specific spot or uh blocking in this specific spot versus i mean if i'm being honest in men's volleyball volleyball sometimes it's about jump serving really hard and you have to side out and kill the ball because um there's not as much defense being played just because the game overall is very very physical compared to the women's game um, but at the top level on the women's side, the level we're playing at, you know, there's some pretty physical teams. And I think coaches probably even told you before, some of the matches we're playing, it feels like a men's volleyball game where it's just, you know, balls being passed, set or set, these big outside hitters or big middles, and everyone's just killing balls left and right. And can you just make those one or two stops that you need to win? Um, and I felt like the last couple of matches we've played, that's kind of how it's felt where you know, we're not going to hold some of these teams to hitting zero, right? It's we're going to hold them to high 100s, maybe low 200s, and then can we out-hit them? Um, think of it more like a, uh, men's volleyball is kind of like a Big 12 football game where you got to win it 65 <laughs> to 52, you mm -hmm. know, versus um, some other football games where it's 10 to 3, yeah. you know? I would say the higher-level games we play, it's going to be more can we – can we score touchdowns and we get the ball and then can we can we get that one those one or two turnovers you need at the end of the game to win it that's kind of how the style is has to be just because the game there's so many good players now there's so many good teams there's so many great athletes playing volleyball um that you you can kind of see even hitting percentages around the country are going up and it, defense is getting harder you know so first can you serve it hard enough and then um yeah, can we just kind of key in on maybe two or three things that the, uh, the opposing team likes to do offensively? And can we just try to take those things away um, and try to just limit some of the best players? Because 
some of these players we've playing against are the best in the country, and they're hard to stop. I mean, getting them to hit 200 sometimes is a good night defensively. I love that. I love that comparison with the Big 12 for sure. So when you made the decision to go from men's to women's, why, why was that? Why did you want to come work for Coach Cook at Nebraska? I mean, one, you just get to work for a guy that, I mean, is probably, in my opinion, I'm probably obviously a little biased, but the best of all time. Um, growing up in a volleyball family, my dad was a coach. Um, just looking up to coaches like John and Russ Rose at Penn State and John Dunning at Stanford, like getting to work for one of those you know, pillars of volleyball in this country and NCAA volleyball. Um, I think it was a, for me, it was a chance of a lifetime. And then, I mean, coming to Nebraska, um, it's a volleyball program. You don't really, you shouldn't turn down. Um, it's just the opportunities here are endless and the school, the community, obviously they just put on like the first class event to where, Hey, we, this community and the university absolutely cares about its volleyball program. I don't, people that are listening I don't need to convince them of that obviously um and then I just think uh you know I hate to make it about this but there's just more opportunity on the women's side there's just more there's more volleyball schools on the women's side so being a young male at the time it was just hey you know if you kind of want a future at this sport most of the future is going to be on the women's side so I think the quicker I can get a great or a good job on this side um, I told myself I would take it I think when Nebraska came around came along and I got offered the job it was a no-brainer but um, but yeah, a lot of it was just, you know, I've always been intrigued about this side of the game and, um, you know, and just, just, I think one of the biggest factors was getting to work for John. I, I asked coach cook this the other night on his show, but I'd be interested in your take on this when you're recruiting players and a lot of times it can be all about offense, right? And how many kills you get. And that's what he's saying. When you're talking about stats, it's a lot of times the offensive stats, but when you're recruiting players at a young age, are you looking to see how much they buy into the defensive side of that? Or, or is that something that you coach once? coach up once they get here a lot of defense is effort mm -hmm. right I mean a lot of it is just pure effort right I mean don't get me wrong Laney Choboy is very um like fundamentally she's really good but a lot of the plays she makes is just pure like she doesn't want the ball to hit the floor so I think that's one thing we do look for um especially in floor defenders blockers there's a little more feel um, just it's, it comes a little more natural or um, it, it depends how it's trained. Sometimes people play for coaches that are able to train it a little bit better than others, if I'm being honest. Um, but I think, yeah, we, th there's definitely more of a, a feel of that. But, you know, I would say most of the time when you recruit players, we're looking for players that can kill balls and we can feel like we can coach the defensive side of the thing. But, I mean, part of that, Part of that, uh, the defensive side, just like what I was talking about floor defenders, is effort and just the, the, the uh, you take it personal if someone hits it past you. Mm -hmm. So I think Becca Alex is one of the best blockers in the country, and part of it is, is she feels like she should block everything. She knows she's not going to, but there's this, like, drive to, like, she takes it personal when you hit it past her. And um, I think that's something that's just sometimes within kids and you can kind of see it out when they're playing in high school and clubs. So, um, yeah, definitely we look for that. But obviously there's a there's a huge premium on people that can kill the ball, too. Kelly was saying that even with uh, someone like Bergen, right, you guys teach all kind of the same principles in terms of blocking. What are the I guess the three biggest thing or, or the biggest things that you want to teach your your blockers and blocking that um, it, it leads to the success that you guys have in, in limiting a 
opponent's hitting percentage. Right. Uh, I, having great eye work is important. Um, I guess that's everything in sports, but just making sure in the sequence and without getting into like all the nuts and bolts of it, I think making sure they're looking at the right things at the appropriate times. Is the pass coming over the net or not? Get a really good look at the setter because the setter, whether where she's setting it from or even her body posture or it, is the setter setting the ball from on the net or off the net? Cause that, that helps gives you kind of ideas of where the ball is going to be set. Like that's the biggest thing. And then um, I think just biomechanically, are they, are they moving? Do they have really good block fundamentals in terms of footwork in place and how they use their arms to jump? And are they opening their hips and turning and running or when they shuffle, can they really push off their, you know, off their feet and use the ground to jump? So there's a lot that kind of goes into blocking. I think blocking is actually one of the most complex skills, mm-hmm. um, attacking too, and maybe even like running an offense setting. Those are probably the most three in terms of like complex because there's eye work involved, there's movement patterns, there's different footwork patterns that, you know, you could do it this way and I can do it that way. And as long as we both move efficiently, we can both be really good at doing the same thing, but in a different way. Um, so that for me, that's what makes it complex is there's not a real right answer. Um, the other thing we kind of talk about is the ball knows angles. So when the ball hits the block, can we get the ball to reflect to where we want it to go? We don't right. want it to hit our block and go straight down on our side. Or we don't want it to go hit our block and go out of bounds on their side. Um, uh, those who that follow volleyball, the ball knows angles. You'll hear it a lot in when they talk about passing, when they talk about a serve receive. But um, we try to kind of make an emphasis on, hey, when we make moves outside of our body, can we create the angles with our arms to bring the ball to where we want it to go? And then um, for us is just the other thing is have an understanding of where players like to hit the ball. Great players, even the best players in the world, um, they hit the ball all over the place. But even the best players have their one or two favorite shots they like to go to when the sh- when the stress hits or it's the end of the game or maybe they don't get the set they like. Mm. Everyone has their shot they like to hit. So just getting our blockers to understand at the end of the day, okay, hey, this player can hit it all over the place because she's really good and really talented. But this is where when it's 23 all and she gets a good set, this is where she wants to hit the ball. So if we can get our blockers to just understand that and then maybe make reads from that spot, um, we could be pretty good, and that's kind of something we're trying to achieve. Oh, fascinating. What about, too, when you have the double block and even just, like, the timing of the two and then the spacing of it and not allowing the space for it to get through that? that that's something you got to work through, right? too, right? So that's, that's, that's the other thing in terms of why it's complex is you need two people to be seeing the same things, huh. right? And then you have the, the dynamic of a middle has to maybe block in the middle on the left and the right. You know, maybe Bergen Riley or Merritt Beeson on the right have to help with quicks that are maybe run on top of them. But also they have to worry about uh, a set out to area four or, or a go set onto the, to the other team's outside hitter. So that's why blocking is really, in my opinion, it's really hard to train because it's super complex and it's, it's, uh, it's two people making a read together mm-hmm. and then making sure, you know, doing the things you talked about, closing the seam in the block and making sure they're over the net with timing is important and uh, the reason why I think it's another reason why it's complex is the ball is on the other side. The other team is dictating when they hit the ball, how fast they set the ball, um, where do they set the ball, right? So it's, uh, it's a, that's why eye work is super important and making sure 
we could do all the full work correct, but if we're early or if we're late, it doesn't matter, right? So it's like the timing of, okay, great, awesome. You did the correct footwork and you were in the right spot. But if you're a little early on your way down, that player can probably hit over you still. So there's, there's a lot that goes into blocking. And I think that's why it's, it's, a, it's a, definitely a skill that most high school and club players, when they get to this level, have to be refined. And I think it's doing a, a lot of club and high school coaches are doing a great job of it when they're younger. But when they're younger, in my opinion, there's bigger, bigger emphasis on serving, passing, hitting the ball in because that's when that wins when you get to the higher levels like there's a little more emphasis on you have to be able to block a bunch of different areas mm. versus at some of the younger levels it's like hey honestly if you can serve past dig balls and hit in a lot you're probably going to win okay but once you kind of get to the higher levels i think there's a little more of a premium on blocking um but there's still if you can kill balls and serve and pass even at our level, you, you're going to be in most volleyball games and probably win most volleyball games. Fascinating. Wow. But you guys have found that that's what has separated Nebraska a lot of times is the ability to maybe stop the, the, the pass or the serve and the kill is, is maybe slow it down a little bit with the defense, right? For sure. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it definitely helps when, um, you know, we can get a couple of touches and, you know, maybe make attackers, whether how good they are or not, like feel a little uncomfortable because Nebraska is, trying to take away what I like to do the most. Um, but, you know, there's times where we're playing against really good teams that they're going to, uh, you know, for an example, the first set last night, I think Minnesota hit a huge number. Like, a, he had a, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but they hit a big number in the first set. We were able to win that set because we hit a bigger number. Hmm. So we outscored them. And then I think the rest of the way, it was more of a defensive battle. I don't think... You know, if, I don't think in the second and third sets, both coaching staffs would be like, oh, we played beautiful sets offensively. You know, I think we were just able to make a couple of stops in certain areas of this, those two sets where a couple of stops here or there, and then we were able to turn them for points in transition. I think that was the difference. So um, for us, it's like, are we able to win both types of volleyball games? The, the slugfest 10-3 football games, mm-hmm. and then can we... Light, light up the scoreboard and win the 62 to 55 football games. I think the teams that have the ability to do both and l- kind of rely on O and D, just like in any sport, wins, right? So for us, it's like there's a big premium on, on defense and serving in defense and blocking defense here at Nebraska, but putting more of an emphasis on even being able to, hey, we're going to out-hit this team this set to get this win because maybe, hey, they're doing some stuff defensively that maybe we can't pick up yet right now, but we will. But can our offense carry us to win that first set just like last night? And then I thought the second set we came out and we did a really good job in terms of the stuff we were trying to do. Because we just, you just got to get used to these teams. Some of these teams, you talk about them all week, but it's one thing to be out there and being playing against a McKenna Wicker, who in my opinion is one of the best outsides in the country, and Taylor Lanfear as well, where, I mean, we line her up and she's going to go over us. And she goes over us a couple times and um, it takes a little bit of like, oh, wow, like she really is going over us, you know, and... Um, I thought our offense did a good job of kind of carrying us through that first set. And then I thought, um, you know, the black shorts definitely showed up in two and three. You mentioned Becca Alec. How much fun is she to coach? She's, let's just say this, it ain't boring coaching her. <laughs> and uh, the, reason I, the reason I really thoroughly enjoy coaching her, because sometimes, sometimes I don't enjoy it, but it's like, it's a discussion all the time. I feel like there's a discussion between us and... Um, because she really is really intrigued on the why hmm. we want to do stuff. 
And I feel like because the fact that she's curious, she learns pretty quickly. There's times where I'm like, hey, let's just do it this way. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that she does that, I mean, um, you know, I'm just trying to refine, but she's kind of come in with Nebraska, with, especially if we talk about blocking, like she's very gifted in terms of just has a really good feel of getting her hands where the ball's going to cross the net. And if I had to dumb it up as as simple as I can, it's like, can you just get your hands in the way of where the ball's going to cross the net a lot? And Becca has a kind of that knack of being able to do that. And no short of personality either, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> put it this way. Uh, yeah, let's just, I'll leave it at that. It ain't boring. <laughs> she ain't boring. I love that. I love that. Well, let's talk about uh, this weekend coming up. Purdue um, on Friday night at, at their place. So the first Big Ten road trip. What does that look for you? Look like for you guys in preparing this? Again, I know you're not saying it, but this young team that a lot of them experiencing this for the first time. For sure. Um, one, it's going to be. I mean, usually we play there, little small gym. I love. I think it's called Holloway Gymnasium, and it's uh, one. Purdue is always very, very well coached. They always have really good athletes, which is not going to change this year. Um, and that. That environment's awesome. Student section's right on top of us. Um, they, they show out for home games. And, um, yeah, it's just it's going to be one of those things where we're going to see how they react to, you know, we've played a couple of road matches now. Um, obviously, we've played in, in front of some pretty big crowds. Um, but, you know, now it's like the getting on the plane, playing. Okay, great. We played a match against Purdue. And then now going down to Bloomington and playing against, honestly, a very, very good Indiana team too. So, and it's been a while since we've played a Friday and then turn around and play on Saturday. So that's going to be kind of a transition as well for us. So uh, part, of the, part of the reason, Jess, I, I really enjoy coaching this team too is because everything is kind of don't know how it's, they're going to react <laughs> a little bit to it. Uh, and that's what kind of makes it, I guess, a little nerve-wracking, but at the same time, very, very fun. So I'm sure you started already, and then, again, just a team you're familiar, but, familiar with, but diving into the, the prep for Purdue, what are the keys against a team like Purdue? Well... Very, very gifted offensive team. They're, they're kind of like us. They're on the younger side in, in some areas. Um, they're, 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 I think the two headliners on the team, I should, shouldn't say this because they actually have a lot of really good offensive players. Um, Eva Hudson was Big Ten freshman of the year last year, so she's a very dynamic outside hitter. And then um, one of the outsides that, in my opinion, is she's always been fun to watch. Watching her play club growing up is a girl named Chloe Chicoin. She's on the outside. Um, She's this, she's, in terms of Big Ten standards, she's a smaller outside hitter, but a huge arm in terms of being able to hit the ball hard all over the place, a big jump, and just, just a baller of a competitor. I mean, just, that was, I mean, when we were, when we were watching her growing up, she, I mean, that's just the thing that pops out of you is like, wow, this kid is super competitive, and obviously she's a great volleyball player, so... Being able to handle those two is going to be a load for us. Um, they got Grace Heaney from Elkhorn North playing on the right, so it's kind of be kind of weird playing a playing a, a Nebraskan that's playing for them on the right. She's playing opposite for them, and then they have Raven Colvin, who's um, she was teammates, I believe, on the national team with Merritt Beeson, Lexi Rodriguez, and Becca Alex. She was the other middle. She's one of their middles, and she's a, she's a returner for them. And they always they do such a good job of training ball control, so they always have a bunch of different DSs and liberos that are really really talented. So. Um, and I know they're breaking in a freshman setter that um, I want to say I even coached once when she was growing up on the USA thing. I think her name's Taylor Anderson from San Antonio. So they have some really, really gifted players. And those two left sides are just as good as some of the ones we're going to play against. And uh, 
they're also just two of the bigger, some of the most competitive kids we're going to play against too. So, um, you know, usually you're good. You're a good team when you have two, when you have, sorry, you're a good team when you have one good outside hitter. They have two. Mm. So, um, yeah, they're going to be tough to handle, and they're playing two full rotation, um, six rotation outside hitters all the way around. So you're going to see them flying out of the front row and the back row. Ch Chloe Chicoin's got a jump serve just like McKenna Wicker did last night. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't get easier for us this week. And then playing in that, it's a unique environment. It's such a cool environment for volleyball um, at Purdue. And uh, the Shondells do such a good job training. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun one. It's always a fun one when we play them. All right, and then Indiana, you said they're really talented, uh, kind of up and coming, right? Not not a lot of people saw them coming. Up and coming, really good. Uh, they they've Steve's done a really good job. I think he's done a really good job recently with his staffs in terms of bringing in coaches that are that are really high level volleyball coaches that are training the recruiting. Um, they have some really good players. A couple from Canada. Steve's from Canada, so he's got a couple of Canadians on the team. He's got a really, really good setter, left-handed setter. They're setting quick from off the net. They're setting it fast. She's got a really good jump serve that um, most people don't like. We don't have a lefty in our gym, so seeing a jump serve come bend the other way from a passer's right to left is different. That's um, hard to replicate in your gym. And they have some outside hitters that are very physical. The one thing they do, I'm not sure after the first week of the Big Ten, but I would bet they're up there in terms of aces per set. Mm. Um, so they they have the green light, like how most people when they when you go pass set and you try to kill the ball, they're trying to do that from the service line. Wow. So just like a Stanford, um, I thought Minnesota did a really good job of like serving tough. Pat, serve receive is going to be a premium against those guys, and then. Um, Cam Hayworth, their setter, she's, she's the real deal. All Big Ten first team last year, and, I mean, she's setting it fast. She's coming off the net, setting quick, perfect pass. When you think she's going to set the quick, she fires a fast go set out to the outside. So, I mean, they're going to be – they're a handful too, and I, I really think Steve's got them believing. And, um, you know, my, I, think they're, I think they're a tournament team this year, and they haven't been in the tournament for a while, and – Again, Steve Aird, who's a, a friend of mine, he's, uh, he's got them believing. You can just tell watching them play, like, they're rolling right now. And if we don't go in there with the mindset, the, that mindset, you know, we're going to have a tough time. And I think either way, we're going to have a tough time with both of these teams this weekend because um, just like the state of Nebraska, there's a lot of talent in the state of Indiana. Well, best of luck this weekend. We appreciate your time. Fascinating conversation. Uh, always enjoy talking about it, so appreciate your time. Thanks, Jess. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Dig. Thanks to Jalen Reyes for spending some time with us. And make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode.